I am tired. And so on this episode, I just kind of Googled ways to be energized and shared my feelings on whether I can and whether you can or people can do that. And so I found an article and shared what I wanted to. And I shared some of how to try to balance my mindset between all kids are good, but some kids I like better than others. It's just a fact, and it's very difficult. Uh, Enjoy. Reluctant vegan Ah, fuck. Wow. (laughs) I am tired, so... This is the first episode. Guess it's the second episode. But the last one occurred after my first day of work. And it has now been one full week of working as an assistant teacher, kind of. Basically, I would say I'm a big kid. But an assistant teacher is, I think, the technical thing in the classroom. (sighs) I am tired. So I wanted to look up how to stay energetic. And the great thing about things that say to stay energized throughout the day is that if you work a full-time job, there is no way you're going to be able to do everything that is on this list. Or you have to work very hard, and then you're not going to have as much rest. Get plenty of rest. Let's start. Number one, 10 ways, and this is the first thing on Google that you click. So, you know... I'm very in-depth trying to find the best way for you to get energized throughout the day. So I Google and I click on the first thing. Perfect. It says sleephealthsolutionsohio.com. Oh, it's a blog. Maybe the second one would be better. It says health.harvard.edu. That seems pretty good. Okay, let's try this one. Let's try this one. Number one, control stress. Well... That's very difficult. Talking with a friend or relative, eh, it's useful. I mean, it is. But you can't always do that. You can't have your emotions come up and just say, you know what, I'm going to call these other people who, I, they may be busy. They may not be busy. Who knows? But if you have emotions come up at work, I guess you talk it through with a colleague. Joining a support group or seeing a psychotherapist. Relaxation, thera- relaxation therapies. It says like yoga and tai chi for reducing stress. Or self-hypnosis. What is self-hypnosis? That seems pretty cool. I would be interested. Can you do it by... Is that different than meditation? How is that different? Uh, It is auto-hypnosis. What? This makes no sense. Uh, You go to a self-induced hypnotic state and it's used to enhance the efficacy of self-suggestion. The Wikipedia definition, there's a lot of big words. (laughs) Wow, I'm tired when I'm already on Google. So how you guys doing? This is my first week done. I already said that. That's okay. (sighs) Maybe I'm just going to sit here and relax with you guys for 30 minutes. Is that positive podcasting? Probably not. I don't know why you listen to me, but probably isn't to sit in silence because I talk a lot during these 30-odd minutes. But self-hypnosis, hypnosis, 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 
I gotta look more into that. I wonder. It's gotta be different than like full hypnotization, because when you're hypnotized, or at least the way they make it seem in movies, and I don't know if anybody has the power of actual hypnotism. I mean, there are proclaimed hypnotists. Maybe it's a trick. Maybe it's something. But they come up, and you don't remember doing anything. And supposedly they can get people to act like whatever. I mean, I've seen the videos of when hypnotists go to professional sports teams. So there are videos. So it's possible. But any video can be kind of a myth. I guess I look more at those you know. And those you'll be saved by the power of God. Uh, yeah, those televangelists, which they supposedly have very staged miracles. Uh, I guess you can't see the air quotes I'm doing right now. <laughs> Trouble with an auditory medium. But self-hypnosis, hypnosis, I guess I got to look into that. Lighten your role, load. I saw that in a lot of things, and it said make things easier. And that is something that there are... Two parts of you. I guess there's more than two parts, but there's two things when you make when things happen to you. There's stuff that's in your control and stuff that's outside of your control. And a lot of your work or a lot of my work is outside of my control. I guess I can stop going to work or I can take a mental health day. I guess that would be within my control. But going to work and if you stay working at that job, what you do at work is out of your control. What these kids, I'm working with kids right now. These kids going crazy and running around, and they're not crazy kids. They're all really good kids. There's kids that need more attention. I mean, they're five years old. But what they do and how they make my life difficult, I have no control over. All I can do is try to be patient, try to get sleep, try to take breaks, and not worry about it. Because my response to them going crazy is what I can control. And there's got to be a better word I can come up with than crazy. I think crazy is not the worst word. They just like running around. They just want attention. I mean, I probably was the same way at five. I don't remember myself at five, but yeah. Turns out five-year-olds don't need nap time either. I thought there was nap time in school, but if there was nap time, they would hate it. Absolutely hate it. So lighten your load. I guess they say, I mean, there's overworking, so you can say no to your work. Definitely. There's definitely workplace boundaries, family, and boundaries you can have everywhere. So that is within your control. It's just there are going to be some expectations of you. And there are expectations of me. And the expectations of me is not to fall asleep and to make sure these kids don't, I mean, beat each other. Their kids are fighting today. Oh, my God. Not, like, kind of play fighting, but... And they were all very happy, but... It can go bad really, really easily. Is the issue. Number three on this list, I guess I gotta try to do, is exercise. Exercise guarantees you'll sleep more soundly. Uh, I do exercise a lot, and I think it does help give me energy, but... The hardest thing to do when you're tired is exercise. So, I guess this is a chicken or the egg thing, because you need to get that motivation to exercise... Before you're going to do it, it's hard to it's hard to go to the gym. It's hard to run. It's hard to do these things. And it's very difficult. But it's, it's a good thing to keep in mind. And whatever way it is, there's a way you have to shape 
your mind frame, I guess, your frame of mind on how are you going to get to exercise or you got to take a time of your day or maybe that's your must-do activities because a lot of the times that is a thing that it is a must-do, it is a good activity to do for mental health, for physical health, of course, but then it's something that gets pushed to the side. Let's say I'm tired. Oh, I don't want to go to the gym. I can make up plenty of excuses on why I don't want to go to the gym today. I'm tired. I forgot my headphones. I uh, I just don't want to. Which brings me to my next point, which is I was going to talk about because I enjoy playing Frisbee. And I'm going to get back to the list. This is a long-form answer. Or not really an answer. It's just my thoughts, how, this, how I can take maybe this list and maybe some things I see as positive and some things I can do. Some things that maybe seems difficult. Like lightening my own load at work we're now getting breaks but it's hard they're constantly surrounded by kids i'm tired so all i can think about during the breaks is i want to put my head down it's kind of all i did today on my breaks but i want to play ultimate frisbee i enjoy playing ultimate frisbee and there's a team here in the town that i'm in most get up but it's a large commitment it seems like their practices are from seven to ten they're three hour practices at night, I gotta get up there early the next day. It's a thirty-minute walk to get there. It's a thirty-minute walk back. I gotta figure out lunch and dinner for the next day and all that stuff, and it's just very difficult. But I want to play frisbee, but I don't want to put in that much commitment and get to bed that late because when I I've been getting to bed at ten and it's been I've been really tired in the morning. I value my sleep. And the crazy thing is, is that whenever I go to sleep, I'm going to wake up at the same time anyways. My body clock is in a way that I go to bed at 10. I wake up at, I'm waking up at 6.30 here. I wake up at 6.30. I go to bed at 1. I wake up at 6.30. Which really means I should be able to get a lot of sleep because I should be able to go to bed earlier because I know I'm going to be up at that time. It doesn't help. So I guess it's, uh, would exercising there help me fall asleep easier? Depends. Did I eat dinner before? Am I going to eat dinner at 10? 10.30? Do I eat dinner at 6 then? And then I'm going to have 30 minutes to eat and then hopefully I digest all my food before I go do crazy amounts of exercise? It's just like right in the center. I mean, people, I guess, they tend to eat big lunches and small dinners here, so I think that might be why it is. And I'm kind of hungry now, so maybe I'll start cooking after this. So that's... uh. Number three, exercise. Number four is avoid smoking, which for me is easy, but again, it's a very difficult thing to do. I guess, you know, you put these tips on how to boost your energy out there. And in a perfect world, all these things seem very easy and positive to do. Right? Like, at least these first four, which controlling stress, you could be like, oh, yeah, controlling stress could help. Lightening your load, you can see how that helps. Exercising and avoiding smoking. Definitely. It's definitely easy. But try telling that to someone who already smokes. People, smoking is a very addicting thing. And it's not necessarily possible. I don't smoke personally, so I'm like, check, move on to the next one. But it doesn't keep in mind that just telling someone to avoid smoking is not going to help. Most people who smoke, I'm, I'm assuming, I don't know probably know it's bad for them 
there's definitely been people who have told them it's bad for them. I mean, there's the labels that say smoking kills, and they've changed the commercials. We've come a long way from smoking being, you know, uh, doctors advertising smoking, which now they're believing doctors even less than they did then, which makes no sense. Or maybe this is one of the reasons, or that's one of the reasonings they give for not trusting doctors. But that's a long time ago. That's, I guess what the knowledge is, or they were probably, they may be getting paid. Number five, restrict your sleep. That one seemed odd. Uh, I'm reading this. This is my first time reading this and just coming up with what I'm saying. But it's determining how much you can actually need to do. There's a lot of words in here. So it says avoid napping. The first night, go to bed later than normal and get four hours of sleep. If you slept well during that four-hour period, add 15 to 30 minutes of sleep the next night. Uh, Basically, it's a way to add up so you sleep more soundly. So you have more time of having good deep sleep. So... It's an interesting concept, actually, that I've I've heard of. Not much, but the quality of sleep that you get does play a role. And if you're not sleeping well, I guess it doesn't make a difference. Uh, I had Sleep Cycle for a little bit. And maybe I'm going to re-download it. You could sponsor me if you want to as well, Sleep Cycle. That would be really nice, giving you a shout-out. But it's important to have good quality sleep. And I don't know exactly what good quality sleep means. Does it mean deep sleep? Does it mean when you don't remember? Because I don't dream or I don't remember my dreams. And so I fall asleep and I wake up the next day. That's kind of how it feels. At some point I go from, you know, feeling like I'm falling asleep to I'm awake. And I check my time and it's a bunch of time from now. Well, I guess... Morning would be more accurate of a description. So is that what deep sleep is? Is that good sleep? Is that REM sleep? Is what they're talking about, the different layers? I'm not sure, but I'm sure world scientists have said that good quality sleep is beneficial for you. And I, I wonder what the ratio is. Like how much good quality sleep is equal to bad quality sleep? Or how much, like if you sleep 10 hours badly, is that equivalent to four hours sleeping really well? Their conversion rate, it's been really weird converting things because uh, the U.S. has, if I'm assuming my, a lot of my listeners are U.S.-based, are very U.S.-centric. There's Fahrenheit, there's uh, pounds, there's feet. Yeah, all this shit that's U.S.-centric. And being away, everything's in Celsius here. And a lot of my friends, this program is from all over the world, too. So the people in the program have no idea what I'm talking about half the time. It's not only the kids that don't speak any English. They're calling me the teacher that I can't understand, which I call them the kids I can't understand. So it's a a two-way street. I'm working on it. But it's very difficult uh, to get many things across. It's hard for me because I want to help the kids. And I can't help five-year-olds because my grasp of the language are not well enough to understand their problems. When I had kids that spoke English when I was at camp, I would try to understand the problems and help them because I was kind of able to. I mean, I guess I understood them. So, And I would assume I'd know the answer to more solutions than a 10-year-old and, in this case, a five-year-old. But 
the difficulty because a lot of the words I'm improving a lot of my Spanish but the difficult words are going to take forever to come or they're going to take a while that mindset they really are going to take forever so number five number six eat for energy eating foods with a low glycemic index um, so they say whole grains vegetables nuts and healthy oils uh so no high carb foods which no one tells this to the kids who all eat these huge snacks during the day the day they have snack time and then two hours later they have lunch and all the kids eat chips and you know chocolate cakes and yogurt and all that stuff and then they go run on the playground which really the snack should knock them out if they're eating junk food and kids metabolisms are something everything is ridiculous uh but yeah having a balanced diet will help i mean i think i have more energy since i became vegan i think that's one of the reasons why i remained vegan at school is i did feel better and here it's very difficult to be vegan and i'm cooking vegan but it's very difficult and it does give me i think a boost in energy throughout the day I see other people, I mean, I am I feel lagging right now, I feel really tired, but I see a lot of other people who just have a really hard time, and I don't know, I just play with kids all day, so I guess that does tend to exhaust people. Uh, it says, use caffeine to your advantage. Th- remember, this is Harvard Health EDU, and somebody's connected some way to Harvard. Uh, they didn't reject me, which is good. I didn't apply. But who knows? It's possible. Uh, but caffeine is saying use caffeine to your advantage. And caffeine does increase alertness, but you have to use it a lot. So, huh. It's saying that use caffeine moderately, I guess. And don't have large amounts after 2 p.m., which is when I was going to have caffeine because those kids get hyper after lunch. Oh, my God. I didn't have any caffeine today, but I got a Coke. I did get a bottle of Coke. Anyways, not the Coke Columbia's known before. And they don't like talking about that, actually. And I realize it's not important to the culture of Colombia, yet all of Western civilization... Okay, I can't talk for all of Western civilization. All I've heard from the U.S. is... Columbia cocaine. Woo! Let's get back to it. So caffeine, yeah, it can help you create, get alert. It's not a bad thing, and it depends on what situation you're in. Not every situation do I have to be fully alert. Should I be fully alert when caring for children? Absolutely. There is no excuse for children getting hurt. Well, there are lots of things. They're children. They do stupid things. But there are, shouldn't be on me. I should be trying to limit all attempt, all a ab- English. It's English is difficult for me too. I should be trying to eliminate a lot of the chance for these kids to get hurt. And if you need coffee to help, again, this is like smoking cigarettes or something. Coffee is a hard thing to not be addicted. The expression that comes to my mind always is, don't talk to me before my morning coffee. I mean, I've seen, I don't know if that's a pop culture thing or thing that's good said, but for some reason, that's in my brain as why I don't want to drink coffee. 
that coffee is a drug and is a stimulant for people to need. I mean, that's why Starbucks is so good. It has coffee and it has sugar. Yes, Dunkin' Donuts is even more than that, but it makes it difficult. Number eight, limit alcohol. Uh, avoid drinking alcohol at lunch. Uh, avoid a five o'clock cocktail. Those are good things to avoid if you are working. I mean, I don't know. I mean, at least at this school, I don't know many people who have been drinking alcohol at lunch. They all seem very tired regardless. I also think it's a problem. Most people, now I'm not saying that it's easy necessarily if you're drinking alcohol at uh, lunch, but yeah, I don't know. Most people, I'm assuming, don't drink alcohol at work. It's very difficult to function. I mean, I know people who do like to have beers and stuff. Like, I had a beer with lunch, but it's a very rare occasion. So, it is good to limit alcohol. I don't know how much this helps a lot of people. And it depends on the situation. I mean, I guess when I was in college, I have I had friends who did drink a lot of alcohol. And sometimes they would drink a lot, even if they're, some even if they were working and stuff. So... It does apply to people, but then again, you're in that situation. If you are drinking alcohol at lunch, something's probably happened. There's probably a reason why, and it's probably not that easy to not drink that. It's very difficult. Like, these are, a lot of these, I mean, I see three, four, I mean, I would say maybe five that are difficult to do. And a lot of people... Maybe that is why caffeine is such a big industry in the world because you it's very difficult, you know, to exercise consistently. Is for if you are already smoking, it's difficult to avoid it. It's difficult to have a good diet. I mean, fast food is probably is not great for you. And I'm not entirely sure about all the research and stuff on that, but it probably does make you tired afterwards. Number nine, drink water. That's probably, it enhances performance? Hmm. It says it's the most enhanced performance enhancer. I guess PEDs might have a word with that. But water, I like drinking water. It's boring. It's, well, I was going to say it's not exciting, but that's boring. But it's very, very good. I mean, in Colombia, they drink a lot of natural juices. And they drink juice with each lunch. So I think natural juices and natural sugars maybe aren't so bad in the same effect. I mean, whatever these kids do, they're hyper. So I was telling my friend, I think maybe we should give them some caffeine. Because best case scenario, and there's definitely ways that this could go horribly wrong, is that... They have some caffeine. They're hyper as they are anyways. I don't know if they could be much more hyper. But then they go fast asleep. I remember watching Daddy Daycare. One of my family's favorite movies. I wonder if it still holds up. Uh, I watched it a lot when I was younger. But they gave the kids a shit ton of chocolate. And the kids loved the chocolates. And they were bouncing off the walls. And then when the by the time the parents came to pick them up, they were all knocked out and fast asleep. And I think that may possibly be a solution to some of the kids that need more attention. So I guess I'm trying to deflect their need for more attention, which isn't helpful. But there are 20 kids 
I think we have 21 kids in my class, and there are two of us. And if you need that attention, you are taking away attention from 19 to 20 other people, which ratio-wise. I mean, I was talking about I'm not a good – okay, I'm a good person, but I definitely have favorites or rank. And if you don't have favorites, I feel like you're lying. I mean – and – it's really difficult because I try to treat each kid the same whether they're one of my favorites or they're not one of my favorites. And what makes a five-year-old not one of your favorites? I guess they're all really good kids. So by saying they're not one of my favorites, there are kids that I like better. They're more the sweet ones and the good I don't want to call them the good ones because they're all good kids. There's no such thing as a bad kid. It's just very difficult. They just need attention and don't want to listen. So it's hard to separate that thought from them being a bad kid. And once you label, once I label them as bad, it's really hard to get it out of my head. And I don't want to have that image of any kid being bad. And even if I say I treat all the kids the same, the kids I like better are going to be treated better in some way. They're going to get, have more, I'm going to have more patience with them. And some of the kids that you like better aren't necessary or just as rowdy as some of the other kids that, are labeled in my mind as bad kids. So what do I do about that? How do I get rid of those labels? Because they are there and they come up. And if you were to ask me who my favorite kid is in the class, I would be able to give you an answer. And I don't think that makes me a bad person either. So what would I do in that scenario? I'm still working on it. I think... What's interesting, though, is that the kids that I have labeled or the kid that I have labeled bad necessarily is the one who gets the most of my attention, who I hang out with the most because he needs the most attention. I guess I gave away it's a guy. Could be a girl that's also crazy. He or she could need a lot of attention, so they get it. And it's really difficult. I mean, I don't necessarily want to give that kind of attention to that person. It's very draining on me. And it's very, it's very draining on me. <laughs> I don't think it's very draining on the kid. That kid wants that attention. But they're not always happy with all that attention. It's very, it's a very interesting thing. But I have a hard time with that label. Because, again, there's no such thing as a bad kid. That's, I guess that's what I keep in my mind is that they're all good and so that attention I'm giving to them is being benefited. And it's attention I'm giving to them even when I can't understand what they're saying because these kids' level of Spanish is way higher. They talk fast and I have no idea what they're saying. But they also have no idea what I'm saying in English, which it's making it not too difficult because... I understand play, and so I have a good time playing with these kids. Yeah. All right, I think that's where I'm at for today. It's a little under 30 minutes. Thanks for listening. Uh, those are maybe some ways to you to get more energy during the day. Uh, it's very difficult. I guess I could have compared it to a non-Harvard thing, so maybe I'll do that right now. Seven ways to wake up without coffee. Have a snack. Foods, oh, so I was saying good foods, eat well, exercise, stay hydrated, take a power nap, and connect with nature. So these are seem very similar. 
The only difference is to take a power net. So this is the first thing on uh, Google versus the second thing on Google, if you want to find these things. Uh, but taking a power nap is the opposite of don't get sleep throughout the day. And I guess if you can stay up, you will get better sleep. I tend to think of that similarly as when I try to avoid jet lag, is try to stay up really, really late and be really, really tired one night so that the rest of the nights, hopefully, it works well. The bright side of this trip, though, is Colombia's in the same time zone. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I love it. It's the best part. And then I wonder we're like 12 hours. Well, that just means you're up at night and not up during the day. I did that before. Anyways, thanks for listening. Kind of got off it at the end. Uh, if you liked, please leave a review, like the podcast, subscribe, tell a friend. That would be awesome. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Reluctant Vegan Sun. I should be posting more videos and pictures at Columbia. I will, I will pro- get to that. I promise. Uh, and yeah, hope you enjoyed the show. All right. Have a good one.